Welcome to Network Capital, Stephen. I love people doing interesting things. In fact, one of the uh, core values of Network Capital is to help interesting people do meaningful things. And you've had such an interesting life and career um, that it's a pleasure to host you here. Tell us a bit about who you are and what do you do? Hey, everyone. I'm super excited to be here. Uh, so my name is Stephen, and I co-founded Exponent. Um, Exponent helps people land their dream tech job. Uh, we do that with our online courses, our coaching, and most importantly, our vibrant community of people who are passionate to help each other advance their careers. Um, specifically, we're focusing on interview prep for roles like product management, product marketing management, TPM, and software engineering. That's wonderful. So how did this interest in tech come about? Uh, give us a flavor into your background and... Um how your love affair with tech started. Yeah, so actually in college, I was in chemical engineering for two years um, and I sort of really lost with my career. I didn't know if that was what I actually wanted to do, who I wanted to be. Um, and I just sort of stumbled into a hackathon, um, which for those of you who are listening who don't know, are these events where your goal is to create a product in 24 hours, a technical product. Um, usually a lot of Red Bull is involved and it's a lot of engineering and um, sort of coming up with quick designs that make something work. You're sort of hacking something together. Um, and, you know, I, I, I wasn't very good at coding at the time when I went to this. Um, and I didn't really know much about tech, but I had still this huge blast. And it was really all about the energy and the enthusiasm of that environment. The idea that you could do anything, build anything, and there's so many possibilities and so many ideas and so many great experiences that people came up with. Um, that experience was so fun and interesting. I just couldn't stop thinking about it. Like, what, what other ideas make or what other awesome things exist in tech? And that really brought me into the tech ecosystem of realizing the, the future-seekingness of tech and how exciting it is to, to innovate and think about new ideas. You know, Stephen, one of the things that we often discuss in our community is that passion is often discovered and you nurture it through experiments. And I think that hackathon opened a whole new world for you. Uh, is that, uh, and that, what did you do after Princeton, after college? Uh, how did you shape your career? What were your um, first moves into the tech space? Yeah, so after college, I worked at Google doing product management. Um, and so I was lucky enough to get a product management job right out of college. Now that was with obviously a lot of work. It was really confusing. There weren't that many resources on interview prep or what to look for in roles and all that kind of stuff. I remember just being really frustrated in that process and, and remembering like, gosh, I, I wish someone just told me what these tech jobs even were. Like product management is a notoriously hard to define. Um, and often I would ask people what, it is and people wouldn't really give me a clear answer or wouldn't be able to give me a clear answer. And so I remember that process being really challenging for me and um, through a lot, of, a lot of doubt, a lot of um, kind of imposter syndrome as well, thinking that, you know, maybe I wasn't good enough, maybe it was like out of scope for my ability and my skill set. Um, and then, yeah, and so after 
but after landing that job at Google, I was really happy and it was an awesome opportunity. Um, and I knew I wanted to eventually at some point pay it back or pay back the knowledge that I'd learned to people. Um, and so later on after that, I eventually found an exponent sort of as a way to do a lot of that or to help people through career transitions that I know for myself are really challenging. So you were on a solid path, uh, product management right after college in a company like Google, uh, but you decided to do an MBA. Uh, why was that? And how did you go about preparing for it? Yeah, so I mean, for me, really, the MBA experience was a, a lot about the emotional development that is very essential for being a leader. And so um, I went to Stanford's MBA program, which is very focused on some of these uh, more soft skill based learnings, um, which really contrasted well with my hard skill based learning of a computer science major um, in school. Um, and I candidly coming into an MBA, I was very skeptical. I, I didn't really understand the point or um, wasn't sure about the value. Um, and I think the, the main value that I got out of the MBA experience was really that emotional side of, of leadership and how, realizing how much leadership is about managing your emotions um, and managing sort of like, okay, you know, I have to let someone go or I have to um, maybe make this really tough decision to, to stop working on this project. And, you know, this is affecting the emotional uh, tone of the team. And I think those are the hardest things actually. And it's really cool to spend time focusing on that and thinking about that at an MBA program. But all, I will say all MBA programs are different. And so um, I, I was fortunate enough to have one that I felt really fit my skill set and what I was looking for. Got it. And uh, coming into the MBA, uh, did you have a career path or a career plan? And how different or similar does it look uh, two years out? Yeah, so I came into the MBA just with like, I, I had already started Exponent. It was then called something else. Um, and it was already doing well, or, you know, people were knowing about it. Um, through the MBA program, I grew Exponent and grew it into kind of what it is today. And obviously it's been a wild journey, but um, now Exponent is obviously like my full time. And it's really like the main thing that I want to work on and the thing that I love working on. Um, and so I, I could say on some level, I knew entrepreneurship was in my future. I knew I was interested in that. But on another level, I didn't realize, you know, how much it would be in my future, how quickly it'd be in my future after that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I think, you know, really part of it was also at an MBA program, you can see how hard it is to make these career transitions. Again, um, career transitions are kind of like dating. Um, it's a lot of figuring out who you are, who you want to be with, and there's tons of rejection along the way. And it can be really hard. And so I, I remember just realizing time and time again, through my peers or through my friends or you know, all these other uh, situations, how, how big a problem this is and how um, much I wanted to dive in and help and solve that problem or help people with that problem. And I think that was a really cool realization to help motivate me, continue motivating me down the path of this entrepreneurship in this sector. So pre-MBA was mostly working at large companies doing product management and post-MBA, your goal was clear that, you know, probably the entrepreneurial path is for you. And then you use your MBA to sort of uh, define exponent. So tell us more about uh, defining this and growing this. Uh, 
uh, into the wonderful community, vibrant community that it is today. Totally. Um, and I, I just to add one last thing from that story that you just mentioned is um, I did take off all the significant amount of time um, between uh, the MBA and, and my experience with Google. And so um, I also would really, for folks watching, I really encouraged, I thought that was like one of the best decisions I made is just taking time off and doing something different, um, like kind of a gap year or a bridge year, or those things. And I know a lot of people um, feel skeptical of that, but it, it can actually be really, um, really impactful. Um, back to your point on community and, and building and growing Exponent. Um, it's been awesome. And really like the way I see it is we started off, Exponent started off as um, really just like a few lessons um, and we weren't sure if it was gonna succeed. And now it's like a super vibrant community and really like all the growth we've done for our company has been based on users. Like we have a users in our channel or in our community and they ask us for features or we see them use the product in a certain way. And we're, we're like, okay, we should totally build that or we could totally help people by doing this. And I think that's a really cool way to grow a product and feels a very assured, a very um, clear way to grow a product because users you're interacting with, you see them all the time. They literally, we work in the same channel as them um, and we can kind of grow and build features as we need to, to make uh, the product be what we feel like it should be for this use case. What was uh, missing in the market, Stephen, that you decided to address? What was the pain point that you identified? Yeah, and it's, the, you know, it's funny, like, because the pain point is just so big, actually, um, but people weren't really tackling it, um, which is interviewing. Interviewing is the pain point. And maybe more broadly, I would expand it to say something like the, the gap between our education and our employment is, is part of it, right? Um, which a lot of folks talk about is like, you know, how do we close this gap or, um, you know, the employment imperative that, that I think Ryan Craig talks about. Um, it's like, so apparent when you look at interviewing where schools don't teach you how to interview successfully. Um, they don't teach you how to negotiate your offer. They don't teach you some of these basic things that happen in the career process. And so, you know, Exponent is really filling this huge pain point of how do we teach people these things that are huge levers for your career, huge, huge levers of being able to interview effectively, can make or break your job, can make or break a salary that's, that can be significantly different. Um, and so, you know, we see ourselves in that place to help people with the, those really critical career decisions. And I remember, I wish I had someone in my corner or community or a person or anything to help me through these tough transitions. Um, and so, yeah, that's where we really see ourselves as solving that huge pain point. But it's funny because as I talk about it, it seems so obvious of a pain point that um, it's almost like how is that a discovery in any way? <laughs> um, but it's it certainly by focusing, laser focusing on that pain point, I think it's um, helped us grow a ton and, and make us to what we are today. Yeah, there are lots of parallels with uh, the way we think of careers on network capital, which is why I think um, you know, it's such an interesting partnership that uh, we are embarking upon. Um, tell us, Stephen, when you, um, when you were thinking about the various pillars of uh, Exponent, um, what, what was, um, what was the one thing that inspired you most? Like what feedback did you get from your users that, uh, that really made you believe that there is something out here, like, which could be, you know, a full-time post MBA job rather than say a passion project. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, 
to be honest, it happened over a slow period of time. There was, there was not like a single moment that I was, oh my gosh, this is amazing. And that's part of it is that we have bootstrapped our company and that's a decision that we've made also is to not raise funding. Um, and that's allowed us to grow slower, but more assured, um, more uh, sustainably. So that's been a really cool option for us. Um, I will say the thing that just really always makes my day is the feedback when we get someone to get their job. And um, it's not only that they got the job they wanted, it's that they came out with friends. And that was the moment where I was, I was very surprised um, in a good way, of course, but I, I, I was almost baffled. Was, like someone was telling me, oh, I have lifelong friends from Exponent. And I, I thought to myself, well, that's not something we're actively you know, doing, or I, I didn't realize we were actively doing that. Um, but I think that speaks to the way in which we're redefining the interview experience to not be something that's this um, you know, very hard, very anxiety-inducing process, um, but we're actually transforming it into this learning journey, right? Um, interviewing is of an opportunity to meet other people who are in vulnerable positions who are also trying to do similar things. It's also an opportunity to, to just educate yourself. And I know a lot of people who talk about, oh, you should always be interview ready. Um, and what that means is just, you know, having that knowledge and skill set, being aware of the space, being prepared to interview at any time. Um, and I think it's really cool to see this as more of an educational journey as opposed to something that's more anxiety inducing and last minute and rushed um, and full of things like imposter syndrome. So, um, yeah, that was one moment where I was, was really realizing the potential of what we were working on. Gotcha. Um, and when you think of the demand and the supply, uh, did you do anything to uh, augment both sides of the puzzle or did it happen organically bo both ways? Yeah, so I mean, when I when we think about exponent, the demand or people who are interviewing, um, I think supply would be, we do have some coaches on our team that are expert former interviewers at some of these companies. Um, and uh, so I, I would focus on that specific problem. If we talk about courses um, or community, which are some of the other pillars of exponent, there's no supply problem because they're more scalable. It's like one to many, um, or just a community is sort of its own demand and supply in some ways. Um, I think in the with coaches, like we haven't had a problem with supply, and we, like you know, honestly, it's been actually really amazing to see how many people want to coach and want to give back. Um, and that's another huge sign. Is gosh, like after doing after people go through Exponent, they often come back to do videos with us or to do coaching um, and things like that. And so that's really cool. It's like what's going on here is this like whole ecosystem of people who go through a program and want to give back because they believe in it so much. And so I think that has been a really cool way when we think about supply demand or all that kind of stuff, like as we grow, it's really just been like the demand is the supply in a lot of ways. The demand becomes the supply um, for people. So, um, and that's that's really inspiring or that feels like a really good way to grow our community yeah. as well. Again, like, you know, that's uh, literally what we do on Network Capital as well. I mean, all the value that we get essentially is from the community that again, self-organizes, sometimes we nudge um, but essentially it's the power of the community that makes some of these demand supply problems, mentor mentee problems uh, um, become clearer. So tell me about the business model. So Exponent has some incredible content which is available on, uh, on various platforms. Um, we're gonna discuss some of those things uh, in this interview, but um, 
talk to me about the business model evolution of it because you could price it differently, right? You can price it in a variety of ways, on demand, when needed, subscription based, all of that. Yeah. And so the way we see Exponent is Exponent is really, um, it used to be just a course, right? It used to just be a course. And so that business model is different, but we don't see ourselves as a course. We see ourselves as a membership to sort of like an online gymnasium where you prep for your career and you can go there, you can uh, kind of like work out um, with some lessons, you can work out with some practice exercises, you can uh, chat with other people in that gymnasium and, and see their tips or see how to get better, things like that. Um, and so really like we're shifting more and more towards this practice community and, and I exponent really believe in the power of practice. Um, and so that is a really exciting move for us. And as we move towards that practice community, we're realizing that the membership or subscription model makes the most sense, which is what is employed by gyms or, you know, some of these other um, groups out there is really like, yeah, like how can we take uh, all people in the community and make it into this ex exclusive but really awesome membership that feels like you're really getting a ton of value um, and a ton of help through your career journey, basically. Um, and so that's really what we've been investing in. Um, and, you know, as you hear about some of the product developing, it sort of makes sense. And so, for example, one of our products we developed is um, this peer-to-peer -peer mock interview uh, tool where every day at a certain time, you log in and you can get matched with a practice partner. And you and that practice partner can sit in a room, uh, chat with each other, get to know each other, all that kind of stuff. But that happens literally every day you can join and you're guaranteed to get a match um, with a person pretty much, I think, 99% of the time or something. So that's really cool. And that type of experience is something that's really high value to people. Um, and you know that just sort of naturally trends us towards this membership model, which makes more sense for, for both us and the customer. Got it. Are you seeing that people who subscribe to Exponent uh, stay on once they get their jobs or is it uh, they come on before they get their jobs and leave once they're in? When... People who subscribe to Exponent, um, yeah, it, it really depends. I mean, I, I think there's many use cases for Exponent. Um, so, so there are some people who have an interview in one week and they have nothing else to focus on but just that interview and they really want to focus on the interview. They'll get Exponent. And then when they get the offer, they'll be done with Exponent. There's other people and more and more happening is that people see Exponent as a part of their journey that they want to continue to go down. Um, a learning, they see their, their career as a learning experience over a long period of time. These are people who maybe eventually want to get into the role that they want to get into, or maybe they get into the role they want to get into, and then they want to keep learning or keep being ready for the next step. Um, and in a lot of ways, Exponent, people are using Exponent not just for their interview preparation now, but also just for skill development and career advancement. We even have a skill development course. Um, the community adds a ton of value. And so, yes, we're shifting again more from this model of, hey, see it as this one point in your life journey, but as a continued part of your career experience. Um, and I think that's really cool. And I, I, I would love to continue to serve people throughout their career journey and not necessarily just in that one critical time period, but I do understand that use case. Yeah, even like, even we are Network Capital, we believe that uh, people should invest a small amount of money every month to advance their career, become smarter, be a part of a community. It's essentially about reinventing yourself multiple times. You know, in the 21st century, those are the jobs that 
that are available at a premium product management being one of them. So like, you know, there's a complete synergy between the way you're approaching it and the way, and the way we look at it. We're also a subscription business, as you may know. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fully in alignment with, uh, with this. Now let's come and talk about the various kinds of people who enroll uh, in the program. Are they mostly people who are from a tech background or have you uh, helped out people who have nothing to do with tech but have successfully transitioned into product management or something like that? Yeah, so we see a variety of people in our community. It's really hard to capture it all in one uh, descriptor, but um, we often see people who are trying to break into tech. We also see people who have been in tech for a while who want to advance their career or interview at a different company. Um, people who interviewed startups or big tech companies, there's a variety there. Um, I would say generally it falls into the range of someone who's maybe a couple of years into their career or someone who's like a few years into their career um, who is looking to make that transition. But it, it's usually people who are interested in making a transition. Um, and it's, but it's hard to capture exactly who it is, but it's, it's people who are passionate about tech, who want to put resources behind their education um, and who care a lot about uh, their next career move or their next career step. Got it. Um, and when you look at uh, some of the uh, content that's available on YouTube, I think it's incredible. Some of the resources, the mock interviews that, uh, that you do, Stephen, I've seen some of them, for example, the Facebook uh, PM mock interview and the likes. First of all, brilliant job. Like, I love the way you create that, those experiences. Um, but what's the, like, what are you observing? What are things that, uh, that people need specific training on? Because at one level, product management is also common sense, but it's not really just common sense. It needs guided preparation and practice. So as you, uh, who's uh, perhaps coached hundreds of people to break into tech, uh, how are you, what's the gap that you see in the way, say, a normal smart person thinks versus, say, somebody ready for a PM interview? Uh, what's the big shift uh, that one sees between those kinds of people? Yeah, um, and it really depends on the person. Oftentimes, it can be practice. It can just be someone is nervous or anxious and doesn't feel confident in themselves and isn't able to communicate They've done studies before where they put software engineers in a room um, and they either put an interviewer in the room or not. Um, And the ones with an interviewer present in the room perform much better on software engineering exercises, or sorry, perform much worse than uh, on software engineering exercises, which goes to show that just having a person in the room can make someone more anxious and uh, sort of perform worse on their interview. And so that's why we we really believe in the power of practice and and getting over Mm -hmm. those nerves. but I, I would say, I mean, really, so, you know, confidence and all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, if I had to put one thing that, that I think people, effective interviewees do, um, it's listen. And I know it sounds ironic because, wait, aren't you supposed to be the one talking because you're being interviewed? Um, but in fact, interviewees who know how to listen, who know how to ask follow-up questions and really get on the same page with their interviewer, that's 100% one of the most valuable skills in both your interview process and your career. Got it. Um, and you, like as somebody who's trained in product management, how do you learn today? How are you keeping yourself and how are you upskilling your, yourself? 
Yeah. So I have a network of mentors that I personally tap into where I talk to them on a regular basis. Um, I also do regular reflection period time where I ask myself, what did I, what did I do well? What did I not do well? And how can I get better at the things that I'm not doing well? Um, and I try to seek out those resources. And, and honestly, also just always trying to work with people who are smarter than me, like as much as possible. I try to work with people who are way smarter than I am. Um, and that just leads me to constantly learn and constantly grow. Um, but I would say that mentor piece has been one thing that's been really, really valuable for me. Uh, yeah, tribe of mentors, we all need them, right? Uh, what's the hardest piece of feedback you've gotten from some of your mentors and what's been you know, something that you, your mentors say that you consistently do well? Yeah, I think um, starting with the thing that I consistently do well, I would say mentors have been really impressed with um, just really like the ability to build product um, and to build an awesome product experience. I think end to end, one thing that I just feel really passionate about is like building really awesome products and um, under deeply understanding users all the way to actually shipping the end product. And I think there's something about like that full stack work that um, like taking something from beginning to end and having these ideas um, that has been really impressive to even myself. Like um, one product I can think about that was really cool as we launched this sort of choose your own adventure interview video process um, where you can like click different buttons and go through an interview. Um, and it was really awesome to, to create that. And it, I mean, my co-founder and I built it basically in just a couple days. Um, and it felt like a really awesome proof of concept that we can really take things from idea to execution really effectively. Um, and so that's one strength, I think. I think um, one area that I'm always continuing to work on is focus, I would say. Um, you know. For Exponent, we try to focus on things as much as we can. But of course, I mean, we're growing a YouTube channel that has, as of now, like over 30,000 subscribers. Um, and, you know, that alone is a full-time job for some people or like growing that YouTube channel. And so how do we stay focused or how do I stay focused on these various pieces and focus on the things that have high ROI and continue to focus on our mission, which is to help educate people and help people land their dream careers. Um, while we have so many exciting opportunities ahead of us. And so that's something that I'm really trying to work on is how to, how to really focus and how to say no to certain opportunities that seem really, really exciting, but are just not the right fit at that specific time. Yeah. Um, when you think of, uh, you know, uh, your, a day in your life, an average day in your life, is it super planned? Are you a habit person or are you somebody who, you know, improvises as the day comes along? I wish I was a habit person, or I, I think it's really cool to be habit people. I read all these interviews of people who are. Candidly, I'm not. Um, I, I wake up every day and I sort of figure out what I need to do that day. I obviously have general goals or general ideas of what I want to do. Um, but really, a lot of it is kind of like uh, figuring it out and um, rolling with it. But that's part of the fun of being an entrepreneur, I think, is you know you get to wear so many different hats and do so many different things. Um, that yeah it kind of feels like an adventure every day almost um but yeah I, I don't have a consistent like practice or habit or routine with many of these things um generally i try to focus on high priority work in the morning um and then as the day taper goes on I, I try to focus on lower priority work um just because that's generally the natural progression of my energy levels and things like that um but otherwise like i uh don't have a specific, I, I actually find habits and routines to restrict me personally or make me feel less 
um, excited about work in a lot of ways. Um, and I'm sure I have some general habits and routines that I do, but I wouldn't say when I think about like my work style, it's very habitual or focused on habits. Got it. 2020 has been an interesting year. Um, what's been the highlight and what's been something that, uh, you know, that was hard for you? Yeah, I think when 2020, I mean, when uh, coronavirus first happened, it was really challenging. Um, as a bootstrap business, it's really scary because what's going to happen? Like you have no idea and, and, and there's not as much uh, room sort of sometimes with, with bootstrap companies to, to have that like buffer time with, with a lot of funding and things like that. And so we were really nervous about it. And I think that was a low point for me. It was the kind of anxiety around what is going to happen to this business. Um, a high point, I think, was really just letting it flourish and grow through coronavirus. Like, I think I now look back and I'm, I'm really glad Exponent existed before 2020 because so many people sort of needed these resources and needed, you know, job-seeking support. Um, and so I, I feel really proud that Exponent has been part of so many people's journey and so many people's um, lives to help them through one of the craziest times that I've been through in my life. Yeah, clearly. And again, it's that time of the year, end of December. What are the big goals for 2021? And uh, what are you most looking forward to? Yeah, we have some super exciting stuff in the works that I will hopefully start talking about soon. So stay tuned for those of you who are um, tuning in. Um, really delivering on that community aspect is something that we're really interested in um, and, and building towards. And yeah, also, I mean, we're... We're also uh, about to launch a revamp sort of the way we think about our content, um, which is really exciting um, and, and hopefully help target people's needs much more effectively. Um, and so, yeah, I, I, some product-led growth basically is what we're, we're looking at for 2021 and beyond. Um, and yeah, I mean, always with our public-facing experiences, hoping to grow our YouTube channel and continue to provide valuable resources on the channel as well. Super. Stephen, uh, I'm so glad that you're building such a vibrant community, which is product focused and is growing organically. And I'm also very happy that 2020, despite the challenges, uh, turned out well for you, all factors considered. More power to you, and I look forward to our collaboration. Awesome. Well, thanks, Sarah, for having me on the show.